Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So, as we mentioned, the Julius Randle is set to be evaluated um, Thursday for what the team is calling a sprained ankle. Randle went down in the second quarter after landing on Bam Adebayo's foot. He was on the garden floor in obvious pain, had trouble walking under his own power. Shout out to the garden crowd, I think, for trying to rally around Julius. MVP chance, trying to get him going, uh, showing the support they had for Julius in that moment. Uh, he was able to shoot the free throws that he had to shoot because of the foul, but he immediately limped over into the locker room. He did not return this game. Randall has been an Iron Man for the Knicks pretty much since he's been here. I think COVID is the only thing that's kept him from missing a game with the Knicks over the last three years. Uh, and, and here, uh, Randall, you know, he's not missed a game this season. And here we are now uh, where Randall might not be able to play because of his ankle injury. So how concerned are you first about the injury to Randall? I mean, we don't, we're not doctors, obviously, but given what we saw, did not look good in the moment. Did not look good at all. Um, and you can say what you want about Randall. Um, you know, you can question some stuff. You cannot question that guy's toughness. Um, you know, as you mentioned, he is an Iron Man. Um, it, it just it, it looked weird seeing him in pain and seeing him kind of limp because you're just so used to him. Just a massive, you know, physical specimen. And, and we've yeah. given credit, Randall he's a ton of credit uh, for how well he's, he's maintained his physique. You know, he came into the season best shape of his career. Um, you know, his, his you know, strength and, and durability has allowed him to play, you know, the first 75 plus games. Um, so, uh, you know, a ton of credit there. So to see him in pain um, was discouraging. Um, you yep. could see as he knew right away that it was serious when he limped off the court. It looked like um, the, the cameras kind of followed him into the into the hallway. It looked like he kind of crumbled in pain once he got, um, you know, into the tunnel. Um, so, yeah, it was just a, a certainly, um, you know, uh, again, with ankles, you don't know. He could wake up. I'm sure there's some swelling this morning. Um, basically, we just have to wait until what, you know, not even what Tib says, because I'm sure he'll downplay it. Um, but, you know, we'll see if they rule him out. 
Um, obviously, you're going to err on the side of caution two weeks away from from the start of the postseason. Um, so I would be surprised if he played Friday. I'd be surprised if he played in their in you know in, in their next contest. Give him a few days, even if he feels well, um, and see kind of how it responds. But you know, if if we're you know looking at the worst case scenario, um, high ankle sprains or you know serious ankle sprains can drag on for weeks and weeks. Yeah. Um, so it could put the, the start of the postseason in jeopardy. Um, but uh, you know, th- those are questions we're going to have to wait until he speaks with the media, until we get reports uh, from the team medical staff, until you know. We kind of get some, you know, first thing you want to hear um, is, is the uh, MRIs and, and the and the x-rays, et cetera, that confirm no breaks, no tears, things along those lines. Um, and then it's just, you know, probably a pain tolerance and swelling issues and all those things that go into an ankle sprain. Um, we'll see how well Randall bounces back. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't know if he got an x-ray. I assume he would have got an x-ray at the Garden um, and we would have learned if he broke something. Right. At least the, the x-ray showed he broke something. So. Right. That is probably a good sign that they were able to say sprained ankle. Um, now, of course, we don't know about ligaments or things like that because you know you need MRI for that. Knicks probably couldn't do that uh, on Thursday night or it was be on Wednesday night. But yeah, I mean, it, it it was terrible seeing him go down because Randall is a guy who you know takes Knicks and knacks and gets up and kind of just brushes them off. So when you saw him kind of writhing in pain and not able to get up off the off the garden floor. It was a little concerning because this is a guy who, you know, this is a different foot, but like, you know, he broke his leg, you know, as a rookie with the Lakers. And that was the last time I saw him look like that. Like that was the last time where, where he couldn't get up and he just looked like he was in obvious pain. So I was immediately took back to that and say, Oh my God, did he break his ankle? Like, like, you know, cause you know, sometimes those things, they look like normal sprains, but then you could have a, you know, a mellow ball situation where you fracture yeah. your ankle and you're done for yep. the season. So, um, as of right now, it sounds like the Knicks may have avoided that absolute catastrophic uh, incident. But yeah, even if it's an ankle sprain, you're talking about a, a very you know high grade ankle sprain. That's something that could kind of put you out for a month, you know. And this is not no newsflash. It's not the time where Knicks can afford to have one of their best players out for a month that you're heading into the postseason. But yeah, definitely concerning in the moment. Uh, I think the way things sit right now, I, you cannot play him on third friday thursday or friday whenever they play like you, you can't that that's just like lunacy he's gonna have to sit at least for a couple of games um and, and you gotta just try to get him right for the postseason at this point like i i know it's not ideal to have a guy get hurt this late in the season but you know uh, if he if he's healthy enough to get a tune-in game tune-up game you know prior to the end of the year you know get him out there for 20 minutes but this is not one of those injuries where you can kind of rush him back, especially with an ankle injury, because, you know, you may think you're, fit, you know, it's 70, 80 percent. You can go out there, but that thing swells up and that thing can linger. So hopefully the Knicks uh, take the right precautions here, especially given that, you know, they're kind of almost locked in to be a playoff team. You know, what you can't have is going into the playoffs. Randall is compromised and he can't give you what he's supposed to give you. Uh, totally agree. And I will say, even before the ankle injury, he did not look good. Uh, it, no, it was, you know, he, he had a really rough start to this game. He had a really rough start to the game. Scoreless in the first quarter, I think the first time all season, he was 0 for 3 from the floor. Yep. Didn't look engaged, didn't look yep. involved. Um, basically, since the 57-point explosion, got a technical in that game, got the technical in the following game, got, you know, uh, had the massive blow up with IQ. Um, yeah. in, in the subsequent game, um, he has not looked right. 
Um, I don't want to say looked right mentally um, because it sounds kind of pejorative and, and downplaying what could be mental health, health issues. Um, but just right. he has not looked like himself. I'll say that he's not looked like the same Julius Randle we saw over the first 70 plus, you know, 90 percent of the season. Um, I, I don't know if there's something else going on off the court. I don't know if he's dealing with something in his personal life, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, maybe it's just a slump. Um, you know, maybe he was dealing with another shoulder injury or finger injury. Um, you know, these guys are dealing with constantly dealing with nicks and bruises. Um, so, you know, who knows what, the, what he was fighting through, but he just did not seem like himself the last week yeah. or so. Um, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. You hope that it's not a significant ankle sprain that just, you know, can require a, a couple days rest and ice and, and all that stuff. Um, and maybe that helps him kind of reset his internal clock and kind of recalibrate, you know, you know, do some deep breaths and, and take some yoga classes, et cetera. Um, but he has not looked like good uh, for the last couple, you know, for the last, you know, 10, seven to 10 days or so. Um, so maybe this is something that can kind of help him recharge his battery a little bit. I guess if you're looking for a bright side, that could potentially be one. Yeah, I mean, he's a player that definitely could probably use a reset. I do not yeah. want him to, have, him to have a reset. At, this be the reason why. I don't want right, an injury right. as the reason why he has a reset. But this is a guy that plays every day. Um, Tibbs definitely ain't going to be someone who's going to lighten up on his minutes when he's out there. So he's playing his 37 to 40 minutes a night. Um, he's taking his his punishment because he's a physical player. And, you know, we've seen that, that seasons can take a toll on him emotionally. So – He's going to have to sit out here for at least a week, you would think, maybe more. Hopefully it's not too much more than that, but you think at least a week he's going to have to sit out. And maybe this is his ability to kind of focus on something outside of, you know, playing in games. You know, he can focus right. on rehab, focus on getting his ankle right. And in turn, maybe that can kind of give him the full reset he needs. Because you're right, I think that he entered that game absolutely with not not the right mindset i mean this is a game it's a playoff caliber game you're playing against a Miami heat team that he's been torturing for most of the season so you know they were going to be keyed in on him and they were and he just was kind of he, i would describe him as passive yeah. like he really wasn't trying to he wasn't trying to force the issue in any way and that's and you know maybe you say well that's a good thing because sometimes he does force it but it was bad like to start that first quarter because knicks were so hapless offensively and it almost reminded me of it's a very weird analogy but since you know the nba you probably remember this game there was a game like in 2002 2003 i want to say like the lakers were playing the kings and like they had been this back and forth between kobe and Shaq about taking shots and kobe came into a game i think he didn't shoot the first half he might have shot like four times the whole game the yeah. lakers got blown out by the kings on a national tv game on sunday afternoon and then, you know it was kind of said that you know hey kobe wanted to make a point i guess okay you don't want me to shoot all right watch this yeah, it almost looked like that with Randall. I don't know for sure, but that's how disengaged he was to start that game. So I, I, you're right. He didn't start off the game that well. Um, but yeah, hopefully this can maybe reset him at least. And of course, of course, hopefully he gets back healthy. That's the most important thing. Hopefully he can you know, get his ankle right. In this meantime, how did the Knicks adjust? I mean, like I mentioned before, I think that that lineup we saw with the, the small ball four being Josh Hart is something that they're going to have to uh, play. We know Obi Toppin now is going to have a much bigger role. You would assume he enters the starting lineup, though maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe Tibbs throws with Hart after what he just saw. Uh, what, what do we think of how the Knicks adjust with Randall out? Yeah, so I think that uh, Obi has earned the opportunity to to be inserted into the starting lineup. Um, you know, he's, he's he's played. He's been a good soldier for you know three plus years now. Um, yeah. And and Hart plus Hart is just so excels in that in that in that role of the bench. So I don't think you want yep. to mess with the chemistry um, heading into the playoffs. 
Um, and, and, and to your earlier point, I think we definitely have to, uh, he has to experiment with that, that, that five man unit that closed out, uh, Wednesday's win over Miami. Um, that being said, I think of a lot of it's going to be matchup based. So for instance, um, heading into Cleveland, assuming, um, uh, Mo, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen are both healthy and suit up. Um, that's not the, you know, that's probably not the, the front court. Tough you want to go against. Yeah. Um, you know, whether, you know, you bring in Sims or see how long, you know, if, uh, if OB can handle 40 minutes, um, without getting terrorized by, um, Evan Mobley, who's having a really good second half of the season, one of the league's rising stars. Um, and then, uh, you know, Mitch, uh, Mitch has also been, he has not looked good, um, in the, in the last few games. Um, I think, I think he's not hundred percent. I really think that knee's bothering him. Agree. He still looks like he's dragging that knee a little bit. Um, doesn't have that same explosion and and just kind of that that same. Uh, he has he hasn't impacted the game nearly as much um, prior to the injury um, since. So you know maybe you know we'll we'll see if the you know maybe limit him his minutes a little bit. Um, don't be afraid to give him some time off this this last two weeks of the season. Um, you know so maybe that involves Sims getting uh, getting some rotation. Um, that being said, if Tibbs is going to stick with the nine men, and um, obviously Randall's out. I would put McBride in ahead of Sims. Yeah, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, we've seen how much McBride helps a team um, both ends of the floor, especially now that he's knocking down shots of late. Um, so this may be a good opportunity for him to kind of, um, you know, get in, get in, um, you know, to, to, to make an impact again, have an opportunity again. I think like Toby, he's earned an opportunity um, to see extended minutes. So um, again, a lot of it's matchup dependent. If, if, if Mitch Rob gets in foul trouble, or if Mitch Rob sits out a game, um, then Sims, you know, then, then you don't have much of a choice. Um, but if you're game planning, I'd like to see Tibbs game plan. Um, for for uh, McBride to play at least 12, 15, 18 minutes a night um, while Randall's sideline. Yeah, I, I, it's so funny you mentioned that because I didn't think you would go there. But I totally agree. I, I really think that McBride should be the guy that gets entered into the rotation and you just run a little smaller for the next however many games you have. What's interesting is the Knicks, if you love talking about getting ready for the playoffs, it's you know likely going to be this Cleveland team. Yep. If it's not Cleveland, it'll be Philly. Um, yep. And if you, if it is five second round match, you'll be looking at Milwaukee most likely. All three teams probably not lines that you you want to go small. So there's a part of me when I was thinking about this, like, oh, do you get Sims ready? Because like you know there are games where there may be foul trouble he has to play. But I still think that McBride has played so well that I a want to keep him fresh, and b I want to see okay, like how do we look if we do have to go small against some of these teams. And, and if it doesn't work out, then you say, all right, Sims going to have to get some time because we, we can't guard these teams. You know, I think it's going to be a very interesting test for them. But I agree. I mean, Brian was playing so well prior to Brunson returning that I think that he's earned the chance to still get out there, especially given that Hart has shown that he can handle playing the four. I will say this. If you're ever going to experiment Friday's the game, because uh, experiment with something you're probably not going to do in the postseason, I should say. Because a little bit of gamemanship's involved. If you think that five-man unit's going to be a real impactful unit in the playoffs, right. don't give Cleveland a look at it on on yeah, Friday yeah. night. You know, like yeah, yeah. don't give them a first-hand look and you know have time to prepare and get a feel yeah. for it. Um, you know, if you really think that is something you might roll out in the playoffs, keep, you know, keep it out at night, and then you know you don't want your your first-round opponent to, to get a you know basically get a free practice session against it. And I really thought this game, the Knicks won, was extremely important for. Everyone in the organization, especially at least at the very least, everyone that coaches and plays for the Knicks, because I think oftentimes because the Knicks have kind of made Julius Randle their kind of the center of their earth and their universe, sometimes they kind of forget that it's a team. 
I think sometimes the players sometimes forget that it's a team. It's crazy as that sounds, given how sometimes they kind of just rely on Randall to just kind of just get them out of situations. And seeing them play as a team to beat the Heat that game, I hope it kind of opened everybody's eyes to saying, hey, like, this is a good team. Like, yeah, Randall is extremely important. They cannot win anything if he's not out there. But they have a good team. They have multiple weapons. And if they play as a team, they can win. They don't have to win playing only one way, which is only running everything through Randall and Brunson. We've now seen that IQ can take over games. We've now seen that Grimes can have big games offensively. We've now seen that they can win games on their defense, being a disruptive unit who can cause turnovers, which we saw in the fourth quarter. I'm hoping that everybody saw that and said, okay, we – can play any style of play. We don't have to get bogged down into playing uh, a one-on-one isolation kind of game with Randall or a two-man game solely with Brunson and, and Randall. And I hope that Randall saw, hey, the weight of the world isn't on me. I think so much of the issues he has is this idea that he feels like everything is on him. And he does have a lot of pressure, but everything isn't on him. He can rely on his teammates. He can play you know, secondary to some of these guys when they're going and and hopefully he kind of saw that defensive effort and said, hey, these guys are getting after it. And they won a game essentially on their defense. I got to give that same effort as well to help my teammates. I, I hope everybody who watched that game um, were all upset that Jules got hurt. But I hope everybody who watched that game saw it and said, hey, we can win basketball games more than just hoping Randall plays well and living with the fact that maybe he just won't close out on people. Or live with the fact that, hey, he's going to take some bad shots and force some things. Or he's going to get some turnovers, but we got to live with it. I'm hoping everybody saw it and said, hey, that's not how we have to play. Not saying that you're not going to have games where you're going to have to rely on him. You will. But this team is a good team. They need to start acting like they are a good team, not a team of two guys. And I hope the head coach saw it, too. And obviously he did. Exactly. Uh, you know, Because so often the season, it's Brunson Randall. Brunson Randall, the fourth quarter, the last six minutes, like, you know, last, you know, three minutes of the first half, you need a bucket, you know, they're very predictable. Predictability leads to make, yep. makes it easy for defenses to lock in against certain actions. Um, that unpredictability that Grimes, if you, if you close out too hard, he's in the lane, dumps it off to Hart for a dunk or Mitch Rob for a dunk. Um, IQ plays, you know, had that beautiful pass uh, trapped in the, in the coffin corner. Oh um, my God. Yeah. Dumps in the air, throws an incredible pass to Hartenstein for a dunk. Um, you know, these, th- these are the type of things that make the Knicks far less predictable. Hart, uh, Josh Hart grabbing the bo- a defensive rebound running, you know, pushing the ball down the court. You don't pick yeah. him up. He's got to lay up, uh, you know, his, his one, his two foot Euro um, finishing with his opposite hand um, or he'll, you know, kick out to a guy. Um, so all these things, um, you know, I, I, we've been calling for it and, and asking for tips to do it and maybe seeing it in the flesh, um, you know, increases the likelihood of it happening. Um, who knows if Randall's there, he probably, you know, comes back in the, in the fourth, but to your point, uh, maybe there's a little bit of a silver lining there by showing um, everybody involved, the players, the coaches, the fans, that there, there are multiple ways to skin a cat here. There are multiple ways to finish this yeah. thing. Um, and if Randall doesn't have him one night, leave him on the bench a little bit longer. Right. He's not contributing yeah. defensively. And, you know, his shot isn't falling. You know, give Obi a couple extra minutes. Give Hart time at the four. Um, you know, there, there's there's other ways that we, that we can figure this out. So I think that was important in that respect. Yeah, it was important because I think sometimes when 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 there is a rush to defend Randall, there's an uh, there's a attitude of, well, we, we have to just live with, everything that comes with with Randall. And sometimes that sometimes that stuff is negative because we have no other choice because they cannot play or win in any other way. And it's weird because I feel like 
the very few times there have been situations where he hasn't played or whatever, the Knicks have shown that they can live without him. Um, and and then, but then it kind of gets dismissed as, oh, well, that was two games or, oh, that was the end of the season or you can't take that. Like, I, I, again, it's, it's not a, a distant random at all. I'm just saying I think overall as a team that this is a team. And I think that uh, I hope that the whole organization understands that and starts treating it like that. I hope the players understand that and start treating it, treating it like that because I thought that was the only silver lining in, in Randall not being able to return that game that they were able to find a way to win without Brunson before. I mean, like, think about that. I mean, Randall will go without doesn't even return and still find a way to win. So it shows that the Knicks have a, a really solid squad this season.